Welcome to Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Nita. The purpose of this podcast is to have those tough talks with parents of individuals with special needs. I've been in the field for 30 years, and we educators need your help. help. Our sponsor today is Untouched Products, all handmade skin and hair products, which I use and recommend. recommend. If you would like to experience an organic skin and hair care product, go to Essie, type in Untouched Products, no space, and enjoy. And enjoy. Hello listeners, how are you? This is Needham with Teacher Talk, and I haven't been on for a little bit. It's been kind of up and down here, and I'm sure with you guys, if you're listening to this, or depending on when you're listening to this, uh, the recording goes on. Sometimes it doesn't because we're dealing with a little bit of the COVID activity going on too. But to pass on through and come up with topics to talk about today I didn't have to go too far because it's if this is being recorded about the time school is starting and a lot of things come up a period just having a child with special needs you run into a lot of terms uh, that people use they throw out acronyms and you're like oh really Uh, what does that mean can somebody explain that one to me because this comes second nature when uh, a special ed teacher is talking to use certain things. And one I discovered was a guide of terms, a glossary really, that has over 40 terms. And it was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I looked at it and I said, this is what every parent needs. But, uh There's that almighty butt, parents. I went back to search out my resource on this, and I'm really stretching to find it. So I'll continue looking. I'm planning to drop some material into Teacher Pay Teacher site real soon, so I'm hoping it'll be there too, because like I said, it goes from A to Z. So if you heard a term, you can go, oh, What is that? You can flip through and see exactly what they're saying. Or some terms you may never hear, but you may be curious about. The paper starts off with the first term, which is advocacy. And people will throw that out all the time because, not all the time, but if you have a situation with your child and the school, then you uh, you have the opportunity or the choice to bring in an advocate. And an advocacy is any action that speaks in favor of, recommends, argues for the cause, supports, or defends, or pleads on behalf of others. That's what an advocate does. An advocate can give you some ideas to guide you in the right direction when you're dealing with uh, the school and your child. The next one on here is called an advanced directive. Uh, I don't know if you hear that too much. It's uh, it's is an order given by a competent adult that addresses the direction of appoints another individual to make decisions on behalf in the event the individual is unable to participate 
in those decisions. So that gets into when you're talking about your, um, your rights, your guardianship. That's in here too. You will hear people say, do you have guardianship? Because depending on your child, he's your child and his handicapped condition, guardianship is something that has been really um, actively talked about or, and needed for your child because when they reach a certain age, it doesn't matter about their handicap. They can't read, they can't write, they don't know their name. But all of a sudden, the government's going to step in and go, well, he's 20, so he can do it for himself. Or the school can say, he's this age. We don't have to invite you to the meetings. Guardianship, you can get full, partial. It's a lot of different avenues with that. And I have now jumped from A to G. I don't want to do that, so I will come right back to it. And I just wanted to read some of the terms. Then they have an appeal, an assessment. You'll always hear that, uh, which an assessment is really identifying a child's strengths and needs and the services appropriate to meet those needs. So that's what's involved with an assessment. Someone says, oh, we've got to do an assessment on them. They're going to identify the child's strengths and needs and what they can do to uh, meet those. Uh, behavioral health services, if your child has some type of uh, behavior issues, mental, emotional well-being, it talks about that. It talks about case management and, and uh, this service of a nurse or social worker to help oversee or coordinate services for individuals. I believe when you sign up with certain agencies, you, also, you come into having a case manager. They have a care coordination. I hadn't heard of that before. They have a care coordination for children, children and youth with special needs, special health care needs. They have acronyms for that. I think we all know this acronym, CPS, Child Protective Services. They have a community alternative program for children. It's very interesting. I would like to know more about that. So like I said, this glossary goes from A to Z. I'm just trying to touch on a few things in here. And as soon as I get the resource where this actual document can be seen, or I have posted it somewhere on my um, website or my um, internet site, Facebook, I will definitely let you know where you can get this because it has so much so much in here. What I do want to say, they have early intervention infant toddler programs uh, and parts of the Division of Public Health is the lead agency for infant toddler programs. The infant toddler program provides support and services for families and their children. Birth to three. I always tell parents if you have a child remotely think that they might be, could be, special ed, they are entitled to certain services. Please, please check with your local school district, the local school, because everyone has some type of early intervention for infants and toddlers. Uh, let me see. They have a early 
uh, periodic screening and diagnosis and treatment. I'm not going to try to go through that. We already touched on guardian and grievance. A grievance can come about too in any complaint or dispute expressed in dissatisfaction with any aspects of operation activities or behaviors of a program or provider. That's something that you would put in writing to someone. Uh, the thing to have on here, everybody always hears an IEP. IEP is the Individual Educational Education Plan. It's a written document used in special education for children ages 3 through 21 that focus on educational needs of the child. Okay, and once your child is, is in special ed, that IEP would become a part of their record every year. It'll be updated, it'll be discussed. And let me go back here, because we were already in the A's, and I didn't see the term ARD, because we always hear that. We're going to have an ARD, we're going to have an ARD, and it's not in my pack of papers. But I just ran into something that may lead me right back to what I need to know for this document because it's coming out of North Carolina. So I will go look at, up under North Carolina's health services and maybe that's where it actually dropped in from. Um, trying to see what else is on here. You hear people saying they have SS, SSI or when can they get SSI benefits. Social Security Supplemental Income is a federal program offered through Social Security Administration that offers assistance to help pay for a child under 18 with a documented disability or medical need. Okay? You will have to check with your individual state to see when and how your child can receive this, but SSS, SSI is the term you will hear. Um, they have a, something out now called Special Needs Trust. It's a legal agreement that allows an individual with a physical or mental disability to receive income without reducing their eligibility for disability benefits. And a lot of times our kids, they want to work, they want to do certain jobs, but it's, it's hampered by them either making too much money and their money they need to survive is being cut because of this job. So now you can set up a special needs trust where anyone, I believe, in the family or anywhere can drop money in there so that it becomes their little nest egg for the future. Please check with an attorney. You might have heard this before, uh, TBI. TBI is dramatic brain injury. It's an injury to the brain that is caused by an external physical force. That's something that will usually happen in a, some type of accident scenario. And, oh, this is the last thing that's on the list, and it's talking about transition. Readiness assessment, okay? Transition, that becomes a really big term here because the special needs are leaving high school and where are they going next? What are their interests? 
Transition readiness assessment aims to figure out how a youth or family feels a youth is doing with having certain skills and information about how to care for their health and manage their special needs on their own or with help. The tool helps a health care provider, youth and family to plan on what to work on or have a process to help the youth learn a skill or have someone else learn the skill to help the youth. So transition is putting as much things in their toolbox that they can have so that they're able to manage and do and be successful in life, period, period. Uh, let me see. We talked about I'm back into uh, individual support plan, and I really have not heard of that uh, where I'm at. And like I said, this paper goes on and on, and I just ran through some things that are not really, I, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys know it doesn't take much for me. At a point in time, people will be talking to you about getting respite care. And once your services kick in, this becomes something that you're entitled to, and parents should take advantage of it. Respite care is temporary, short-term relief from caring for a child or adult with disabilities for a family caregiver. Respite care may be provided by another family member, a friend, or a paid employee. So there is something that can be done. Parents that know that they have special needs, that child is with you from the time they get up. If they go to a day program, then maybe they come home, depending on it, but they're with you 24-7, and there is a way to have someone come in and give you just a little uh, relief. Respite centers provide planned short-term and time-limited breaks for families and other unpaid caregivers of children, adults with dis disabled delays. I'm sorry to say I have not heard of that. Not saying it's not out there, but like I said, this packet, which I'm finding out now, it's probably coming out of the North Carolina Health site, and once I get that information for sure, I am going to uh, let you guys know. I hope you've had a great week or a great day, a great month. You will continue listening. And remember, for terms and uh, facts or glossary terms, you can also, just whatever I'm reading to you for sure came from the Internet. And I will try to provide, I usually provide all my resources right up front so I don't have to go through the digging around. But um, that is going to do it for my um, terms. And I will say, see you next time. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Please, guys, leave your comments at teachertalk10 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you.